Thanks for downloading this podcast from the Magpie Anthology. My name's Tom Stroud, and I'm joined again to talk money and finance with Ben Rouse from Rouse Limited and Louise Hunt, who is a supervising power planner at Rouse Limited. And today we're tackling the thorny subject of pensions. Now, Louise, um, pensions is not necessarily the most simple of topics, particularly as we all lead increasingly complicated working lives now, and we might have several private pensions as well if someone comes to talk to you about pensions there's probably a lot of information to go over isn't there absolutely so like everything we would start by understanding someone's situation people have lots of different pensions these days they may have changed employer many many times and often you tend to start a new pension with new employers and you end up with these pots of money everywhere so people often ask us should i just put it all into one pot Well, that may be the answer, but there's lots of things that you need to be aware of if you were to do that. So pensions are very, very complex. They're my favourite topic, actually, which is really sad. But because they're so complex and because there's been so many changes, it means that we really have specialist knowledge in this area. So just to start off with, pensions are quite a political hot potato. We find that different governments come in and they change the rules. So even though you might think you have a simple pension situation, actually it could be more complex than you realise because of the different rule changes that have come in and the different types of benefits that could be in your pension. So if you're thinking about your pensions, if you've got lots of pots in different places, it would be a good exercise at some point to have a look at those and to understand what it is that they're offering you. As well as sort of understanding what sort of pension you've got, which I know Lou is going to talk a bit more about in terms of the kind of things that you need to be aware of, you should really understand why you've bothered to got one of these boring things in the first place. And let's face it, they are pretty boring. Uh, Well, most people think they are. We actually think they're really, really exciting. And uh, there are times in in your life where you'll just wish you either had one if you haven't got one or be so glad you have got one if you have got one and you know one of the examples that I would give of that is if you were working for a business or for somebody else for a while and then you decided to become self-employed jump over the fence you know be in control of your own destiny all that kind of stuff you know having a pension in place at that point uh, is where somebody with uh, the sort of uh, experience and knowledge that I would have would be able to help you perhaps with purchasing your own office building to work from purchasing your own garage to run your business from you know if it was a a mechanics situation or something so there are all sorts of reasons why you might be able to use a pension in a more exciting way than uh, just this boring old thing that they keep taking the money out of your pay packet each month um, so having an understanding of why you've got it the basic reason is when you stop working people will stop paying you if you're lucky you'll have a state pension we don't know whether you'll have a state pension in 20 years time who knows if it'll still be in existence you know we've got too many people living to too old an age with not enough people there to provide the taxation and to run their pensions so perhaps if you haven't got a pension you're going to be really in a problem so the, the idea fundamentally for having a pension is when i stop working there's something else there to replace that income coming in So it's quite important to try and take it seriously as soon as possible and obviously to make it work as hard as possible. Now, Lou, you love pensions. So when it comes to the something else to replace that money, are there lots of different choices? Yes, there are lots of different types of pension. Most of us don't decide which type of pension we go into. It's decided for us by where we work. So we can kind of categorise them into two pots. We've got pensions that promise us an income when we retire and we've got pensions that are pots of money that we pay into and when you retire it's just a pot of money that you can take from. Let's start on the type that promise you an income. So these are 
often called final salary or defined benefit pension and also the state pension is is this sort of type of pension because it's a promise of a certain level of income when you retire these pensions are dying out really um, lots of employers aren't offering these anymore they're very expensive and people are living longer than they expected to so lots of big companies for example uh, the post office the royal mail have stopped offering a final salary pension and are moving over to the other type of pension so if you've got one of these you're often in in a very lucky position because if it was a pot of money very often you wouldn't be able to buy the same income with that pot of money as you're promised from the pension so those are our pensions that promise us an income they form really the basis of of your retirement plan to quote one of my colleagues they're very much like lego bricks they build up to cover the basic expenditure that you have in retirement. So very often there's not a lot of choice with those pensions. They kind of start at a certain age, which was set by the employer or the provider at the time, and they offer you a regular income throughout the rest of your life. Sometimes they can include a pension for a widow or a widower, and sometimes they can offer a lump sum as well. Okay, so the other type of pensions that we have are the pots of money. So they are where your contributions into them are established from the start. So they tell you how much to put in, but they don't guarantee you anything at the other end. Now, I say don't guarantee you because some of them do have guarantees in them, but we can think of them as a big pots of money, really broadly. So these are more like plasticine. They're moldable. We can mold them around those Lego bricks in different years to build up your income to meet the expenditure that you're having at that time. Now I said they were pots of money and I said they didn't have guarantees but this is where you need to be aware. Lots of these types of pensions that are what we call defined contributions, so are pots of money when we get to retirement, have underlying guarantees within them. That could be something that was caused by the scheme, so it could have been something at the time the pension provider decided to include a certain type of guarantee, or it could be something that's more to do with your state pension, that at the time some money went into that pension rather than your state pension, and therefore there's an underlying underlying guarantee. So this is the time when people need to really get help to understand this. As a paraplanner, one of our main jobs is to research people's pensions and we get stacks and stacks of paperwork from the pension providers explaining what the pensions are, how they're invested and what type of guarantees are within them. Now very often the way this paperwork is written is confusing and it's hard to understand and there may be things within that that they've omitted or are in really small letters that aren't really clear to you. So as a normal person, it's quite hard to see the benefit of your pension, to see those guarantees and really to understand them and put a value on those things. And that's where we come in. So I talk about this a lot with my team in that we develop as a power planner this spidey sense, like Spider-Man, where he knew when danger was around. We do that with pensions. So we look through people's paperwork and we develop this sense of, is this okay? Does this seem right to you? Does it seem like that's the way it is invested? Is this guarantee? How does this work? How comes it does that rather than that? And we develop this general understanding of what things should look like. And when we get some paperwork and we look through it and it's not quite how we think, we call up and we investigate that with the pension provider. So we become experts on your pensions and then we recommend to you what you should do with them. So to what extent do you have to be pension detective when someone comes to you and says, well, I worked for this company for 10 years, but that was 30 years ago and I haven't got any bits of paper and the company no longer exists. Do you just have to start picking up the phone at that point? No. So generally people should get pension statements. So really important tip is to keep updated 
updating your address with your pension providers when you move. It's really, really important, especially if it's an old employer pension that you had. If there really was no paperwork, then there is a service called the Pension Tracing Service that you can contact and they can do some investigating for you. But most of the time we start off with a position where someone's at least got a statement. They know who the pension might be with. They may have a policy number. So we get their permission to go to that provider and request the information we need. So if people's pension lives are a little untidy, can you simplify them? And is that necessarily a good thing to do? We can simplify them, but you're right, sometimes it's not the right thing to do. Because of the certain guarantees and benefits that can be within pensions, sometimes the right thing is to leave them where they are and just to monitor them on an ongoing basis. But even if that's the case, at least you know that's the case if you've had the appropriate planning and advice to do so. For some people, we can bring them all together and put them in one pot, and that gives them increased clarity over their position and an understanding of where they are going forward. And it can help with their planning as well. But it's not automatic. Not everyone should do that. So, so yeah, it depends on the circumstances. I'd just like to add to that that one of the things that people raise quite often is uh, you know if we are doing some consolidation, we use a piece of administration software called a, a wrap or a platform. So that means that you can move your different pensions onto one administration platform. Now, one of the obvious questions that is raised by clients is, you know, am I increasing my risk? Well, uh, you know, if if we said to you, you can have ten electricity suppliers for your house, or you can have one. You know, do you want to spend your time on the phone speaking to 10 different ones or do you want to speak to one? Actually, you know, the number of suppliers doesn't make any difference. It's the product that you're getting underneath it. So consolidation, if it doesn't affect guarantees, is normally a good thing because it makes life an awful lot easier for you to, to keep track of where things are. You can then you know, increase your safety and, and, and decrease your risk by choosing the right investments underneath which can be very diverse but just because you're consolidating it doesn't mean you're you're taking more risk you're, you're just getting rid of unnecessary administration okay so let's start with a bit of advice here if i came to you to talk about pensions what would you advise me to do well tom uh you look a little bit younger than me and once i was much younger than you and when i was younger than you i was immortal and uh, i wasn't going to need a pension and life was going to go on and all that kind of stuff now now i'm older i've i've you know, had children and, and marriages and all the other things that, that bring joy. The whole point about pensions is that they're kind of this thing in the background which enables me to sit back at night and think, actually, okay, when I'm too old and nobody wants me anymore from a work perspective, there'll be something that can take over and, and pay me an income. And without that, I look around and I don't have anything. So, um, you know, I think, I think that's the most important thing. It's about building up that security blanket in the background. And of course, you know, if, if something happens to you and, you know, you, you're not there to receive that, then you're effectively building up a security blanket for the people that you love. So why wouldn't you have one? For me, pensions are really interesting because we don't need them until the point in our lives when we retire. And that's something that people only do once most of the time uh, lots of people are going into this semi-retirement phase now but most of the time you only rely on your pensions and start to rely on them once in your lifetime so I enjoy working with pensions because I enjoy seeing people go from that stage where they've worked hard all of their lives and they've saved these pots of money or had them saved for them and they don't understand them they don't know how they're going to fit into their lives and by the end of the process they are informed they are educated they don't worry about it anymore they completely understand what the plan is going forward and they can relax and enjoy that time when they retire 
There are all sorts of stats about financial planning, but typically uh, you find that within a pension arrangement, the first five years of contributions will account for about half of the fund at retirement. So the earlier you start, the better. Okay, in our next MagPod, we'll be back with Louise Hunt and Ben Rouse from Rouse Limited.